Hello and welcome to the Superposition Guys podcast. My name is Yuval and my guest today is Mads Barami, Manager of Educational Programs and Quantum Projects at Wolfram. Mads and I talk about the quantum capabilities of Mathematica, the types of users that might find it interesting, the difference between Mathematica and Qiskit as it relates to quantum computing, and much more. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello Mads and thanks for joining me today. Hello, Yuval. How are you today? I'm doing great. So who are you and what do you do? Okay, who am I? Like, you know, by training, I'm a the physical chemist and I am like, you know, an expert on uh, quantum foundation. When we talk about quantum foundation, oh my gosh, like, you know, uh, every expert in this field, they have a different, you know, interpretation of like, you know, what is quantum foundation? But I can tell that, you know, what I have done, like, you know, under my official academic training, I work on... Uh, persistence of like you know quantum interference in noisy environment so like you know and i was very lucky that like you know the mathematical modeling that i was working with you know it is applicable on foundation of quantum and it is applicable on like you know uh quantum computing and that was basically my entry point after like you know a couple of my postdocs i said okay the math is the same why not working on you know quantum computing in noisy environments so uh, i can say like you know I'm an expert who understands, like, you know, what happens to quantum superposition in noisy environments. That's how I would like to identify myself. Excellent. And I think you work at Wolfram, right? What do you do for them? Uh, you know, Wolfram Research, one of the things about Wolfram Research is that, you know, we always do multitasking. So part of my job is, you know, managing, you know, uh, academic outreach and educational programs. Basically, like, you know, working directly with people in academia and helping them to develop content using our technology first and foremost, you know, Wolfram Mathematica. So that's one big chunk of, like, you know, activities that I do uh, at Wolfram Research. And the other activity is that, you know, I'm uh, leading, you know, our team of, you know, uh, a few developers uh, developing a framework to do quantum computation. We call it, you know, Wolfram Quantum Computation Framework. So that's another uh, important part of my job at Wolfram Research. So if I'm a Mathematica user and I saw that you have this new uh, quantum computation network, what could I do with it? Uh, so basically, like, you know, the technical term that we use for that quantum framework is that it's a packlet. So the meaning of the packlet is that, you know, uh, one, 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 you know, before I jump to the details. So Wolfram Mathematica, when you install that, like, you know, you have access to about 6,000 building functionalities. And each functionality, like, you know, because Wolfram language is a functional programming language, each function, it does a collection of a specific jobs. Uh, so when you install our quantum framework, that packlet, basically what happens is that you add a new collection, about like, you know, 15 new functions, and those functions can be used to do any sort of computation in a finite dimensional Hilbert space. So basically, it's not only about, you know, quantum computing, it's basically practically any computation that people learn, like, you know, in their quantum courses in a finite dimensional Hilbert space, they can do that. And of course, like, you know, they can design, like, you know, their 
uh, quantum circuits they can use like you know the optimization methods that is available in Wolfram language and then you know through our like you know API services and like you know a couple of other service connects that we have they can communicate with the quantum processing units run their you know code on a quantum an actual quantum hardware get the results and then uh, basically from that point they can do whatever they need to do with that data so it's not just limited to simulation, but I can actually, one could actually run it on real quantum hardware. Yeah, true, true. So practically, like, you know, that that's one of the things about, like, you know, our framework, like, you know, uh, I know, you know, people are familiar with the idea of, like, you know, quantum simulator, but, like, you know, all the calculations that are done in our framework because of the functionalities that we have in Mathematica, they are basically analytical approaches. So it's not like, for example, we run a couple of times and we get the probabilities. Those probabilities are calculated, like, you know, exactly. And one other thing is that, like, you know, even those probabilities, they can be symbolic. You don't need to assign numerical values. They can be symbolic. And that's one side, like, you know, so when you are designing your circuit and doing optimization and everything else, you don't need to basically, you can do it in one integrated environment, which is a Wolfram notebook. And then if you like, and if possible, you know, the one thing that people should remember is that, you know, communication with any quantum hardware, it has some limitations. So let's say that, you know, like, you know, your circuit is like, you know, applicable for a specific quantum hardware. So you can just send your query to that quantum hardware, communicate with that quantum hardware, get a result again back in a Wolfram notebook and do everything in a quantum uh, in a Wolfram notebook so the answer simple answer is yes that's that's possible would you position this package as an alternative to Qiskit or would you look at it as something else uh that, that's one way of, you know, seeing that. Like, you know, one fundamental difference that I would like to highlight is the possibility of doing symbolic calculation. So what's the meaning of, you know, symbolic calculation? Like, you know, think about, like, you know, when you were learning about calculus and you were, like, you know, some functions and those functions, for example, sine AX. And when you were taking the derivative, A was a symbol, and you know how to basically track that when you were taking the derivative, when you were taking, like, you know, uh, I don't know, integration and etc. cetera. Um, because, you know, for example, Qiskit is a Python base, and, like, you know, in that Python and, you know, other program, most programming languages, like, you know, when you do this sort of calculation, you need to assign some numerical value to those variables that are involved in your calculation. But in Wolfram language, you can treat them as a symbol. So literally, like exactly the same way that you do it on paper, and that's the the biggest benefit. So that's the uh, fundamental difference with other, like you know, alternative platforms to do quantum computing. And the other things that 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 is like you know, I would like to highlight is that basically, practically, we are standing on the shoulder of like you know, all other functionalities in Mathematica. Meaning that Mathematica, for example, it has a big collection of functionalities for random processes so you don't need to basically like you know uh, reinventing the wheel in other platforms like you know for example if you want to do a random process you have to you know develop it yourself or have some means of you know doing that here in Mathematica, you can just call those functions and those functions work seamlessly together with our functionalities for quantum computation you mentioned two things so so on the symbolic math i think i understand uh, Mathematica surely had tensor math even before quantum. And so now if I want to do tensor math for quantum, symbolically, I could do it. Mm -hmm. I, I get that part. But you mentioned the integration with other 
types of uh, Mathematica packages. So I think you spoke about optimization. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do quantum optimization, you have to tweak the algorithm to to work in quantum. How does that mm -hmm. work in Mathematica? If I wanted to do a MaxCat optimization mm -hmm. using uh, Mathematica's quantum package, how would that work? So basically, like, you know, the simple answer would be like this. Uh, when we talk about, you know, uh, doing a quantum version of everything, uh, the fundamental question is that, like, you know, what are the objects that are quantum? Or basically, where is that fingerprint of that quantumness? Sometimes, like, you know, that quantumness appears in, for example, you working with the matrix, and that matrix represents Hamiltonian. So if that's the case, so the rest would be all other functionalities that we have in Mathematica that can deal with matrices and doing all type of like you know uh, like you know decomposition or everything that you can do with the matrix, it is applicable here. So for example, like you know a big chunk of like you know interesting quantum algorithms is about like you know practically decomposing a matrix, like, you know, you start with a large matrix and you would like to, like, you know, uh, factorize it in a simpler one. So here, like, you know, the, that quantumness is nothing but, like, you know, okay, that matrix represents an actual quantum Hamiltonian. The other part is, no, 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 that, that quantumness appears in the way that you calculate your probabilities, like, you know, the measurement and etc. So it's like you have some rules for some probability distribution. So if you basically define how you are calculating your probability distribution, the other mathematical functionalities, they understand that, that, okay, so whenever I'm calculating the probability, that's the method to calculate that probability. And then all other optimization algorithms, whenever they want to calculate the probability, they follow that particular rule that you are telling Mathematica to follow. So that's one, that's basically like, you know, the neat way of like, you know, using in that integrated environment. You have everything else that is available. Now, like, you know, you as the user, you just need to identify which part you want to use. And basically, where is that quantumness that you're injecting to the rest of mathematical functionalities? And basically, my team, you know, our main contribution with that packlet is giving the users that option, like, you know, Basically, we introduce some new objects, for example, quantum state, quantum operator, quantum measurement operator, quantum measurement. These are the new objects that, like, you know, after installing that packlet, so Mathematica can understand them. And, you know, you can do everything else that you were doing, you know, before that, that quantum packlet. So in the current state, could I implement, for instance, Shor's algorithm or could I do VQE with uh, Mathematica? Yeah, we have both of them as an example in our documentation front page. Yeah, people, they can go and they can, they can see that. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, you know, let, let me remind you about one thing. So uh, this is a very new project, like, you know, compared to, like, you know, uh, to other companies, maybe we enter this, you know, quantum business maybe late. So uh, we have started, you know, toward the end of 2021. But like, you know, we managed to like, you know, to develop something quite fast and the size of the team, like, and of course, you know, that's true with everything else that we do at Wolfram Research. Like, you know, our teams are relatively small, but very efficient compared to the other teams. So like, you know, the size of our team is no comparison with like, you know, other, you know, quantum platforms out there. But I'm going to claim that, you know, we are very efficient and as good as uh, many of them. Uh, so... Uh, 
because of that, some of the algorithms, you know, you can implement them, but like, you know, it might be, how should I say it? Some of them are automatic. For example, if somebody wants to do Grover search algorithm, it's automatic now in our framework, meaning that you just need to define your Boolean function and then we generate the corresponding, like, you know, uh, quantum circuit for that. But not all the algorithms are automated as of now. One of our, like, you know, to-do list is how we can identify the fundamental building blocks that are, that we can take and having those blocks, every quantum algorithm can be automatically generated out of that. So that part is under development. So a few of those algorithms, like, you know, that are common out there, uh, people may need to implement some parts of that. But like a good collection, the famous ones, such as, you know, Shore algorithm, like, you know, quantum phase estimation, you know, Grover algorithm, and, and a few other famous ones, they are automated, they are building, and people, they can use that. Who is your ideal user? Is that someone who is learning quantum? Is that someone who is developing a new algorithm? Or do you also see Mathematica as going into production. So I'm a financial services company. I want to do portfolio optimization. Would I run Mathematica to actually run it in the uh, production environment? Uh, very good question. I would say like, you know, our target users are the usual users who are using work from technology. And, you know, basically the answer would be all of the above. Uh, some of our users who are using, you know, Wolfram Mathematica, they are using that for the sake of education. They want to learn it. So they can also use our quantum framework to learn, you know, uh, quantum theory. Uh, they can learn it to learn, you know, uh, the quantum uh, computation in particular. Uh, the, some of the users are professional users. For example, they are looking for some, like, you know, financial application of, you know, quantum algorithms for business purposes. We have some of some some users like that. So, like, you know. Uh, the, the same community of users as Wolfram Mathematica. So it would be all of the above list that you mentioned. I think for Wolfram, you also have a speech recognition or some kind of NLP um, analysis. So you could interact in natural language with the product. Do you see any tie-in between that and the quantum side? Uh, you know, like, you know, that, that natural language processing is a very strong thing, like, you know, in Wolfram language. In particular, we have a product called, you know, Wolfram Alpha. So what's happening with the Wolfram Alpha is that, like, you know, it's an online platform that, like, you know, it's, you just go there and you type your query in plain English and you can get the computational result. Like, uh, I don't know, like, you can go and compare the GDP of, you know, different countries versus any other computational data that you want. One of our, you know, future goals is that uh, that we we can implement, but like you know, it, we would we would reach there, but maybe some of our users, you know, they can beat us on that, and they can you know implement it themselves, and they can develop a sort of conversational agents, basically like you know, you can communicate in plain English with your with your, with our platform, and like you know, through that simple query in plain English. After just pressing the enter, like, you know, that query will be processed through our, you know, the natural language processing functionalities. They understand what you're asking and they generate, for example, the corresponding, you know, quantum circuit. Uh, that's quite doable. Of course, devils are in detail, like, you know, the actual implementation, you know, it's going to take time. But I'm sure, like, you know, some people out there, they can take it as, you know, the, one of their projects and, and get it done. 
So just between you and I, what does your roadmap look like? What do you expect uh, Well, from Quantum to offer in the next several months that it doesn't offer today? Okay. So the most important thing is like, you know, we are planning to have a basically a universal approach to develop quantum algorithms, that building blocks that I told you. Like, you know, we are actively looking to see like, you know, what are the fundamental objects that we need in order to write down, develop a very particular quantum algorithm? Let me just give you an idea. For example, in the standard quantum theory, when we talk about like, you know, quantum states, quantum operator, and like, you know, quantum measurement and etc., each of them, uh, we treat them differently. Right, like you know, for example, a quantum operator, you know, is a matrix, and like you know, quantum state is something else, and like you know, and we 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 think them as like you know, fundamentally different objects. As we started like you know, developing our framework, what we realized is that you know, we can come up with a unified like you know, uh, metadata that we can treat all of them. And for us, it was like, you know, the language of like, you know, uh, tensor contraction, like, you know, the very fundamental idea of a tensor and how we can, you know, play with the tensor indexes and et cetera. We realized like, you know, even a quantum circuit, like, you know, we can, ex- we can uh, describe it like that. And we managed to come up with this unified language to address like, you know, different objects that we have in the world of quantum. For the quantum algorithms, you know, we don't know yet. We have some, some, some good guesses, some educated guesses that, like, you know, what that's going to look like. But we are actively working on that to see how we can identify those fundamental entities that one can use to have a unified approach for the quantum algorithm development. And, of course, like, you know, we are learning from the researchers out there. Like, you know, one of our everyday homework is just, you know, going to relevant, you know, platforms that, you know, researchers are uploading their research and read them to understand that and then see, like, you know, what's what's the new ideas and see how we can use those ideas to develop those fundamental building blocks that I mentioned. Excellent. Well, I'll uh, certainly stay tuned to see your uh, future developments. Thanks. Mads, how can people get in touch with you to learn more about your work? So the easiest way would be quantum at wolfram.com. So send us an email. You know, we would be more than happy to help with any training sessions they may need, any technical questions they may have. Like, you know, we are getting sometimes very technical, like so technical that it takes us some time to understand, like, you know, what, what's that topic. And sometimes we get very generic, you know, like, you know, requests. We would be more me and my team more than happy to address you know all of those requests. One more time is quantum Q U A N T U M. So the usual spelling for quantum at wolfram.com. So please reach out to us. Tell us like you know uh, what you need, what you have seen in our framework. Maybe like you know users feedback is very important for us. Like you know and. Uh, of course, if they check our, you know, Wolfram webpage, you know, they would see that, like, you know, we will have, like, you know, we try to have uh, bi-monthly training on our framework, uh, introduce, like, you know, different tricks, different aspects, and etc. Because one thing about, like, you know, I guess, you know, users out there who are familiar with Wolfram Mathematica, they know that, but those who are new to Wolfram Mathematica, one thing that is interesting about Wolfram language is that 
many complicated tasks in other programming languages that you have to write it down in like, I don't know, 10, 20, maybe 50 line of code. In Wolfram languages, it could be one-liner, just one line and you can do a complicated task. And the other feature that we spend lots of resources is making sure that those codes are readable by the people who are not even the expert on that field. So that's one of the things that we are very proud of that. And like, you know, for example, if people see, uh, 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 for example, Qiskit code and other, you know, quantum codes, like like the one that Microsoft or like, you know, Google has, you need to be an expert, not only on quantum, also on that very specific platform just to read the code. By design, we design, which is basically the characteristic, characteristic trait of Wolfram language. We did our best to develop like in our framework that is quite readable. Like even somebody who doesn't understand like you know uh, uh, quantum or Wolfram language, when they see the code, they can read it. Like, okay, this is a quantum state. This is an operator acting in quantum state, and etc. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks. It was a great pleasure, and like you know, hopefully we can chat more in the future. Absolutely.